0: And welcome to another episode of Hot Take, brought to you by Pop Salsa. Pop Salsa by yeah. the people who... a subsidiary of the area. Subcity area. Pop Salsa. My name Ernesto. I'm with my good friend Joel. Hello, hello. He is my co-host. Yes. <laughs> I am the host. So today we're going to be reviewing Munich: The Edge of War. It's a, a show on Netflix. A movie. A movie. Oh, right. It's a, it's <laughs> a movie. Oh, gosh. It feels like it should be a show, doesn't it? Like a mini series, right? A mini series, something like yeah. five, six episodes. Yeah, I mean,
1: we've talked about this a lot before. That whenever you you take a property and then you condense it down to a movie, you know, mm-hmm. a movie being two two and a half hours, it kind of limits your ability to tell a story. Right. So, uh, uh, a a show. Would give you a lot more room to play with, you know, develop the characters a little bit better and stuff like that, you know.
0: Yeah, and this movie definitely has a lot to play with. I mean, it's essentially the whole the premise of it is, mm. in case you didn't know by the title, it's uh, <laughs> it's before World War II, hint, and, hint. and, and <laughs> like, they're at the edge of war, and uh, there's uh, some espionage thriller elements to it, uh, but it revolves around them. I forget his uh, his name. I can't pronounce his name, but it, it was a it George McKay. Yeah. The one from 1917. 1917. And he finds a document. Well, he's working for the British government. The British and He Prime, has yeah. it, the British Prime Minister. He's the a room.
1: director of.
0: Something, right he's like a secretary yeah but like he's a secretary press, a press secretary a press secretary okay and then he means. has a friend uh, which is essentially his opposite in the German government which is uh, a Neho Walker close enough I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> but he, he covers a plot that uh in case you haven't read history and that world that Germany decides wants to more than just to take territories they yeah. want the whole continent the idea of Laden sprawl or whatever. David Wall, there's actually yeah, the well, word?
1: yeah, it was it was a term. It was, it was essentially a, like breathing space for the German uh, oh people. right, yes, yes, right, right, quote like unquote yeah. breathing space. But <laughs> essentially, it was going to open
0: the floodgates, and they were going to invade more countries adi- adjacent to uh, was it Czechoslovakia?
1: The, the Czech. Well, oh. that country doesn't exist anymore. Right. But yeah, it, it was essentially the 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 plan for Hitler's expansion to the east. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. So he finds documents. Turns out, oh, Hitler's a liar. <laughs> okay, and then uh, it goes from there.
1: Yeah. So for for those of you who don't know, uh, nineteen thirty nine at the beginning of the World War Two, you know Hitler, thirty eight, you know the few, the couple years before that, Hitler mm-hmm. was expanding. You know, he took over, he annexed Austria, he took over Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And this movie takes place right at that point where he's going to... Decorate. Right at the razor's edge. Yeah, right, right at the... Right, yeah, like, right. At it's, the invasion of Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And the whole premise of, of the movie is centered around, really, Neville Chamberlain and his, you know, appeasal of trying to, to avoid war, which yeah. is essentially what what uh, he he was trying to do. And I feel like history doesn't really shine a good
0: light on him. No, it it really doesn't. When I watched... This is going to be a spoiler cast. (laughs) By the way, so spoilers, in case you haven't watched it. It's fairly long, two hours, but it's it's a pretty good watch. But yeah, it does talk... It gives more breathing room for neville chamberlain because in history we always see him as a coward right yeah for not
1: wanting to stand up to
0: hitler right and it's like something that's the writings on the wall but it does give more insight on what he why he doesn't want war yeah
1: so this movie is based on a book and it's completely fictional it uses the 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 the, those points in time as the backdrop for the story um but yeah we we could just look go back in time and, and see you know Countless of document documentaries, Mm. docuseries, and history books and stuff like that Mm. that kind of do paint uh, Neville Chamberlain as a coward, yeah, because he his refusal to to stand up to Hitler and then we have Winston Churchill in the background be like, no, we got to stand up, (laughs) yeah, like like we want war, right? right, And and we were talking about this a little bit beforehand how he one of in the in the movie it kind of paint it kind of makes him out to be like one of his big regrets is that he wasn't able to fight in World War One. Because he was too old, yeah. And, no way, too young. He was too young, too young, and then he couldn't fight in World War II because he was too old. Right, right. And um, he, he kind of says that he, he wants to avoid war at all costs because he's seen the the carnage that the First World War caused on not only his people but like essentially the world.
0: Yeah, and, and like he talks about his friends coming home and like they're not they're not as they used to when they shipped out, right. and it's it's. It's something that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> like some in context on Neville Chamberlain because it's always World War II and has these images of good versus evil, right? Yeah. These, these clear.
1: Clear. Clear cl- as clear as you could possibly. Be. <laughs> right, right. Good versus evil. And there's
0: not. There's no gray with it, and Neville Chamberlain does a good amount of. He wants. He doesn't want mothers to lose their sons. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like who wants that? Who wants the war? And it seems like for the most part in the film, the people reciprocated. Yeah. Right? They, they were like they weren't they were in one scene there were like like we want war we need war but then when he did his press conference and he did more he elaborated more on it they seemed like they sided more with him.
1: Well, yeah. You have to take they have to take into consideration that the end of World War One, which at that point was really the 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 first industrial war, and it became like yeah it, it became like. I've heard, I've heard stories and, and read papers and seen document... document Documentaries? Do- documentaries. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say that word all of a sudden. Uh, where, essentially, at the beginning of the war, people lined up like in the old days, like in cavalry days, were running, right. like, charge and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Even with Russia, at the beginning of that war... They still had, like, horses and buggies and shit like that. <laughs> right, right. So
0: they didn't have the... It wasn't mechanized. It right, wasn't mechanized. Right. It was the horse-drawn artillery carriage. Yeah, <laughs> and that's
1: why for, for the longest time in, in in that war, Germany had the upper hand until, yeah. essentially, they starved them to, to surrender. Yeah. And uh, have, did you ever see Hacksaw Ridge?
0: No, I haven't. No. So, there's... Hacksaw no.
1: Ridge is another World War movie uh, mm-hmm. Mel Gibson directed based on a true story. This one was actually based on a true story. <laughs> and uh, Hugo Weaving plays uh, Tom, not Tom, uh, Andrew Garfield is the, the titular character's dad and right. he fought in World War I. Oh, I see. So when the, the sons decide to enlist, he's like, no, I do not want you guys to do this. Because he knows exactly. And you could tell he's like drinking, he's fucked up, he's got a right. and all that shit. Right. Oh, so you could see that he his character has been through the shit. And yeah. he doesn't want his sons to
0: go through that. Yeah. And same with uh, Never Children. Mm-hmm. He's seen, it, technically he hasn't served, but he's seen the outcome of it. Yeah. He's I mean, seen when Charlie goes down. Right. He sees <laughs> 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 So Jeremy Irons is... Fantastic. It's... He's so good. <laughs> yeah, it kind of just makes you wish, like...
1: I wish he had a better Alfred to play <laughs> more Yeah, of the, More of that SAS Alfred, like the new revamp of Alfred that happened a few years ago. I wanted
0: to do combat stuff as Alfred. I would have yeah. loved him to, like, say Superman comes in and then he just, you know, has a shotgun. He knows it doesn't work on Superman, but he's going to give it his best try. Yeah, There's something like that. So he's great. I mean, the whole cast... Very. Even the German counterparts, which is something that this is a it's a German British drama film. Yeah. And it's the it,
1: Fantastic yeah. all all throughout. Um George McKay who plays uh, the Hugh Grant. I don't I don't wanna say he's the like the lead because it pretty much revolves around three or four leads. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. He was in nineteen seventeen and he
0: has this space of like sheer terror out of time. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> right? especially there's one scene where uh, he's following his friend which I forget his name Hugh uh, Hugh. The, no the no, Paul well, the German dude right Paul. the German, yeah. German counter, he's following his friend and it's, it's obvious he's new to this whole espionage stuff so mm-hmm. he has this face of terror looking around <laughs> and then his friend asks him like were you followed like I don't know this I've is new this to before. me I've never done this before <laughs> so it's a uh, Like in in 1917, it's a great technical film, right? Yeah. There wasn't really an opportunity for him to do his acting chops other than look terrored or terrified or scared. That's true. But here, he he does feel like he's you know he's a family man trying to do good for his country, but also he needs. Yeah, and then especially like he knows what
1: they're on the cusp of. Yeah. Like he more than than most, right? Yeah, more (laughs) than more than anybody, because he there's a scene where he. He leaves the the I was call it the office of the Prime yeah. Minister's office, the right? Downing Street, right? Downing Actually, Street, yeah. yeah. But I guess like here we'd call it like the Oval Office. <laughs> yeah, some, you know, just, some the situation. Some <laughs> shit like that. Whatever their equivalent is <laughs> I'm
0: still weird about. It's it's uh, it's not a critique to it, but it's just, you know, our seat of government is this illustrious building but obviously well defended yeah and then there's this kind of just a it's flat yeah like they alley, you know, <laughs> alley ride, multi-tiered flat <laughs> got neighbors, it's on neighbors side. Side. <laughs> like, like never no, we'll keep it down i trying to sleep yeah
1: so he he leaves that um his office to go pack like an overnight bag mm. and you could see the terror in his face but he can't tell his wife why he said, "Take the ki- take the ch- children, go away, something like that." And yeah, I kind of had the feeling, or that she was going to be like, if you, "If you leave, I won't be back here," or something like that. Yeah, but I don't know if that was the case in
0: 1930s England. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, you chose your country over me. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I at first uh, I didn't really care much for that plot point mm-hmm. you know like oh i'm at home obviously my work is consuming it my does, life it does feel kind of shoehorned in right yeah and then at the end it's like i'm sorry it's, it's all good <laughs> like just like we've avoided war like for the time right yeah which is haunting <laughs> i i love that part because it's it gave me chills because like i think i'm gonna enlist enlist to the rs and i was like what no! <laughs> like, you already know what's gonna happen
1: yeah it's 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 crazy that whole, how it turns out that that plug subplot of him, you know, dealing with his marriage that's on the rocks to say the least, and yeah. because he can't divulge any of the secrets because he works pretty high up on the in the British government, yeah. So to not be marked as a traitor or to be um, cause any mass panic, he decides to to have his wife and children go to the country. I think
0: is what right? Yeah, which is like so away from the city center, yeah. which is. The most likely the place is going to be attacked, if yeah. any. Yeah.
1: But the the dude who plays Paul, Janis, <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know how to say your name, dude. So All I'm right. sorry. But pretty well, well done. Yeah. With fantastic. Hats yeah. <laughs> <crowd. Facts laughs> off to you, man. It's hard to to, you know. We speak English; that's our native language. Mm-hmm. But this movie is in English and in German, and yeah. they don't do it in like subtitles or like dubbing or anything like that. They they kind of lay it on here. You know, yeah. they, they don't placate for uh, the dumber audience. Not to say that they won't enjoy it, but it's not like, hey, we're in Germany, let's speak English. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I,
0: lo- I love the scene. There's one scene, uh, which you already know I'm going to talk about, is they're in the pub. It's a flashback scene. And essentially, he's he's full-on indoctrinated mm-hmm. into the whole... Uh, he's Jojo rabbiting. Right, he's Jojo <laughs> rabbiting this. Right. So, yeah, he, and he's just speaking German. It's so... It's intimidating, right? Because well, German is a harsh language. Right? but well, He's just like... He sounds like Hitler. I mean, like, we're going to bring him back. Intense, yeah. right? Focused, oddly uh, kind of brainwashed. But yeah, it, sure. they, they don't... They don't sk- I love that about films like that. They don't skim on the language. Mm-hmm. Right? They even at some point, they use it as like a barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes, back at some, he goes back to the same pub and he's like, speak English. They don't speak German because they'll understand him and stuff yeah. like that. That's stuff they're going to talk about. Yeah, and it's...
1: That, that scene that flashback scene where it's um the the story starts off with you know two the two main characters and then the extra not the extra but like the third female lead mm-hmm. she is um like they're having fun and stuff like that the, the two Germans they go to Oxford and that's yeah. where they meet that's where yeah. they become friends and they're partying and then you know cut to a couple of years later when you know Germany's a full on full Nazi yeah pre-World War Two yeah
0: uh
1: I think had cr- Knock happened or not yet I think I, it was like on the cusp, right? I
0: think it was on the cusp. Yeah. And uh,
1: she was like, "He's just a fanatic, you know. Mm-hmm. He's he, he's a racist and all that shit." But the the German dude is like, "Yeah, but he's bringing pride back to Germany." Right. Which it, I do. I think it does a perfect job that that scene, that intense scene, does a perfect job of conveying how the mindset of the German people at that point. Mm. Like we have to understand, like at the end of World War One, Germany was blamed for the war. Yeah. And was essentially find to the... <laughs>
0: yeah, to... Uh, like, their economy was
1: destroyed. Destroyed completely. Yeah. Like, they... they obviously, uh, fighting a war isn't... Isn't going to leave you <laughs> in, like, the highest spirits or financially-wise. Yeah. So then losing and then being... Having to pay, you know, Germ- uh, England, France, Russia... Uh, was it Russia? Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. Cause, no, because they 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 bowed out before the end of the war. Yeah. So America. There you go. Yeah. To pay them, you know, hundreds of billions of or billions of of dollars, in in a in a country that had no ability to make any money, they yeah. had no their their national uh, army was essentially destroyed. They they weren't allowed to to produce anything essentially. Yeah. And they had still had this massive debt on their hand on yeah. their heads. Like, what country wouldn't? Find you know, an easy uh, answer to their issues. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's something. And then he starts. It's broading rhetoric, but it's that nationalism, mm. right? The extreme. And there's scenes even prior that lead up to that point where you see, uh, like, uh, they're given flyers, like, visit this man, right? They're just they're still soliciting people, and it's like eerie because from there, and they they fast forward, and it's already. It's expanded. Yeah. And it's trickled down to much of the populace. Yeah. And he
1: runs off, the, the, the German character runs off in a tiff, and they were going to go to a, a rally. Rally, yeah. And he's like, why do I, the the, the the English dude was like, why do I have to go there? He's like, you have to see the insanity. Right. And it's that that whole scene of the, the trio being friends to eventually, like, the horrible shit that happened to the girl. Yeah. To the lady, which we found out uh, later is that she went to a protest and she was arrested and they found out that she was Jewish. Yeah. And they carved a star of David. No, he said... After they pushed her off. After she... The the official report is that she fell out of a window. window. (laughs) But not not before they carved the star of David into her back. Yeah. And it's like this really grim scene of they go it's like all misty and dark, very
0: Exorcist type. Of right, thing. Yeah, yeah, it very, it's like because like, he, he he picks him up. He picks yeah. him, by, I think, in front of the I don't know the German consular or some or yeah whatever the Reichstag or the Reichstag, whatever. Reichstag, right, he brings him and it's like the countryside. <laughs> like, Are you going to kill me? Yeah, and it's then like very <laughs> and,
1: yeah, it's something. <laughs> and yeah,
0: he brings him to uh, a hospital. A hospice, yeah, a hos- hospice, yeah, it? yeah a hospice. Okay, yeah,
1: and she's like right there, all fucked up, laying on the bed, and it's like, and then he explains to what happened to her, and that's essentially what made him change his mind uh, on Hitler. Yeah, because like we said, he was like all for it, fantastic, let's do this, Will able to acknowledge the horrible shit that was happening. But being able to push that aside at the same time, yeah, which is very, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah,
0: it, it's something that it's. It reminds me of the Banner Brothers. The Banner Brothers? Yeah, Banner Brothers. Right? Mm. Yeah, Banner Brothers. The end. Yeah, right. When they go to a town, and then uh, adjacent to that town, maybe I think in the forest there was a concentration camp. There were, they're they burning corpses. Yeah, and then was it the liberation? Was it Buchenwald? I, I, that sounds like yeah, yeah Buchenwald. And then uh, it's like, how did you not smell it? Exactly yeah. right. How did you not? It's right there, and like, how did you not the stench of it? And it's something that you got to think a
1: baller move that Eisenhower did right. You know, just <laughs> took the whole, all those towns that were surrounding that concentration camp and paraded them through the to see the horrors that 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 was going on. Yeah. That, like you said, how do they? How do you not smell that?
0: And it takes a lot. Even at even this is prior to that. This mm-hmm. is at the, the the cusp of this this extreme nationalism. Yeah. And they're they're so rosy glasses that they just can't see how extreme it is. Like the book burnings. Yeah. Like who in the right mind <laughs> would want? Like yeah, let's burn all these books about you know the science of it all or the explanation of it
1: all. Yeah. The 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 washing of a culture. Yeah. How like, you have seen um. What's that one movie? The Indiana Jones in the temple? No, not the Temple of Doom. Crystal the, Skull. The mm-hmm. Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. Yes. Where he's in, oh. he's in, uh, he's in in Germany. In Germany. And then he <laughs> comes face to face with Hitler at a book burning. <laughs> right. And and like, you see he, some shit like that. You yeah, know.
0: and even even expand on it more. He gives him an autograph. Yeah, he has like, this
1: book and autographs.
0: Who, the book. Who's who's the, I'm I'm not one to, but I don't go up to you know my uh, government officials and <laughs> highlight them like they're celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Something like here, sign my book. You know, it's it's <laughs> to that point that Hitler was elevated to, uh, I would roughly say, like a godhood celebrity. Cult life, of personality. Cult, right. Cult of personality. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And and there's a great. This film does well. Who acted? was well, a little, it was just a little off. Yeah. Like the the, the you guy. Think that's the point, though.
1: Because, I mean, yeah, in a sense, it doesn't focus on the Hitler. Like, he, yeah, he's a character in this movie, but he's really, like, a secondary or even a tertiary character. Mm-hmm. We know, uh, thanks to history, like the, the menace he, that he presents and stuff like that. But yeah. th- the actor that they got to play Hitler <laughs> kind of threw me off. <laughs> like, not not to knock on your performance. No. The actor's name is Ulrich Mathis. Mm. Um, but we have... Plenty of film pictures of what Hitler actually looked like. Yeah. And this dude, I feel like his head was a little too square. It was a little too
0: like, yeah emaciated. I guess uh, or mousey, mousey, uh, uh, emaciated sounds emaciated. right. Emaciated. But to me, he's like really like it's it's realistic. Which I I feel like that's something the German side of the production, like yeah, yeah let's make him look like a fool. Yeah, <laughs> something I like guess. That. Yeah, you could say that. But he did look. He looks in history. We know he looks a little more. Well, he was a soldier. Right? Yeah, so he carried himself as such.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, should I put this? Go there. You go. Uh, when it gets to the point where the the, the the German dude he comes across a document which is the, the minutes of the the last few minutes of, of one of Hitler's meetings mm-hmm. that lays out the plan of expansion. Yeah, and he wants to convince. Uh, his counterpart Hugh to let him have an audience with Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. Those scenes where the 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 the, the Nazi. What's his? He was in uh, Inglourious Bastards*.
0: Right. It's a. Uh, it's his school friend who he was. Yeah. He, was a, he was essentially he's a bodyguard for Hitler. He's like one of twenty-seven because he kept saying, he kept repeating it to him when they met on the street. Yeah. Uh,
1: played by August. Diehl, which is like you get. Talk
0: about typecasting. Yeah, you get typecast as the Nazi. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> See, right. I mean, granted. <laughs> yeah, his his performance it, it's not it's it's great. Scary. It's very scary. It's very uh, visceral, mm-hmm. right? But I just can't help but think of the all the stereotypical Nazi stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like he's uh, he goes into your things. Yeah. Right? All the shady shit. He, he's a masochist or yeah. something. Like, <laughs> just, and I'm not saying that, you know, we can't lean down to that, but it's, it's, it's comedical at some points.
1: Over, how over the top it is. Yeah. Like, did, I know you haven't seen Inglourious Bastards*. Right? No, and I
0: probably won't.
1: <laughs> but did, did you see that bar scene? Nope. You should watch the bar scene. <laughs> of the bar scene. Cause all right, so, I seen the beginning part where uh, Hans, Hans, yeah, is that him? Hans Landa, yeah, he yeah. comes
0: in. I love that part, and then I stopped.
1: <laughs> well, okay, so there's a there's a scene in um, when they when they first develop the plot to to kill to assassinate Hitler. Uh, Michael Fassbender gets mm-hmm. picked up and becomes part of the crew, and he's supposed to meet with uh, Diane Kruger, the, the 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 actress, the German actress, who's supposed to usher them in. To the, per, the per movie premiere, right? And there's this bar scene. They're drinking, they're having fun and stuff like that. And then, like she's because she's famous, she has like all the uh, this this battalion of uh, soldiers had the day off because one of them had a kid, uh-huh. so they were celebrating. And she so she's famous, so she's there with them <laughs> d- drinking and stuff like that. And the this guy August, his character is in like a back room drinking, you know, just keeping an eye on things. Uh-huh. And then when she goes to in the next table over to meet with the bastards uh, he's the, the, the German dude starts to throw his weight around because he's an SS soldier right. you know, he's an SS commander right and they're all the, the bastards have all like um, normal SS not normal normal Nazi uh, like uh, lieutenant chief and stuff like that so right. he outranks everybody right. on that table yeah. and they have to act as wise okay. so then they it just it becomes this dialogue of like they're speaking German, and then when shit hits the fan, it's be- it's a beautiful scene, dude. I don't get how you don't <laughs> watch the movie. Dude.
0: It's it's fantastic and it's he, tense, right? So it seems like he brings that into this, yeah, right. Especially when he they're they're taking a train to Munich, uh, the German counterpart of Hugh, mm. and uh, yeah, he goes through his stuff, and it's like it's. And he's like, why are you acting like this? I'm supposed to go through your stuff. Yeah. And it's my job or something like that. It's very like,
1: really? Yeah, like, I guess he he would have thought that because they have a friendliest relationship, he would want to be there.
0: Yeah. You know? He even congratulates him. Like, oh, congratulations. Everything's in order. As (laughs) I ransacked your bag and look for, you know, incriminating. (laughs) Yeah, I go through your shit and I'll clean it up. (laughs) Yeah, He does. He just leaves after that. Yeah, and he's uh, yeah, he's a, (laughs) <laughs> He's typecast as that character. <laughs> like. And what do you think of the movie? Hmm.
1: I know, you're very picky when it comes to World War II uh, movies.
0: Yeah, I, I, the performances, right? The performances, I, I absolutely was invested in. Mm-hmm. As much as it's, um, it feels like more like a Neville Chamberlain kind of film, and if it revolved around him more, it would be a little bit more concise because yeah. it does have three characters, and the majority of them, they're they're essentially doing they're gonna meet up at some point, and then it, the plot moves forward after that point. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I love the acting. I love the characters. The overall structure of it just feels, it doesn't pee off till the end. It feels.
1: Well, that's the point of a movie. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the edge <laughs> of war,
0: right? Yeah, I, but I feel if you want it to progress, you could make it progress at the beginning and then move forward from that point. Because mm-hmm. I feel the only really f- connection I felt with was Neville Chamberlain because we, we talked to him and he tells us our emotions, stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, it's it revolves around Hugh looking for his friend, right, majority of the time, trying to find a moment yeah. to meet ne- Neville Chamberlain. Yeah, once,
1: it, I mean, it, the, the buildup, yeah. it starts off with, like, a sense of urgency because mm-hmm. everybody around Neville... Believes that war is inevitable. Yeah. But because he wants to, you know, stop war at, at all costs, he kind of has like these blinders on until the end where he's, he like kind of realizes that, yeah, this is inevitable, but. Which is a beautiful line at the end. He's like, I might have, when he has Hitler sign the paper, mm-hmm. and he's like, I might have even brought the Americans in. Right. And, the- <laughs> yeah, and it's like a redemption arc
0: for him, right? Yeah. It's, even at the end, he, he bought the world a year, which mm-hmm. allowed the Allies who already knew that there is war to yeah, build up their really? form. Well, it's, you know, it's a fictional book, right? Yeah. It, it's, but See, my point, it, it feels like its it revolves around him. It starts with him and ends with him. Yeah, it does shine a different light on. Them. Yeah, and it feels like he he's the one who needs the most development. I mean, he he starts off the war as a uh, not someone who doesn't want war. I forget what's called a, not not a, a pacifist pacifist right. Uh, he starts off as a pacifist, but at the end, he already feels through Hugh and the German counterpart that there is more than that. He wants war. Yeah, Hitler, Hitler should wants not war. be trusted. Right, Hitler should not be trusted. But we see that towards like. Towards the further end. And even yeah. then, it's like, do you really, dude? You don't understand. And then he's like, okay, let me, the next day, he wants it to be signed. Yeah,
1: it. which is like, okay, we obviously we weren't there, so we don't really, <laughs> under, we won't really understand 100% what was going through Neville Chamberlain's head at the time. Right. Uh, probably, yeah, the, 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 the horrible stuff that happened during the First World War did loom heavy on his, um, on his conscience. Yeah. Like, I've seen many documentaries, and they start off at that point saying, like, you know, a country weary, uh, not even not just a country, but a... Uh, a
0: generation. A
1: generation, right. but, like, a continent. Right. Weary of war. And, like, you, you look at through history, how many wars have ravaged through Europe? You know, the Napoleon Wars. Yeah, the, yeah right. <laughs> like, how many generations of, of men were lost yeah. Because of, of war, and we to the point where like the real first industrial war happened, where it wasn't uh like cavalry's lining up and being like fire, right? It's like uh, let's with the muskets, like, and you push it, right. And, you know, like, yeah,
0: right. It's like, yeah, let's test this uh, this 10 ton war machine, let's see how right, yeah, like how what, what is this
1: out. 48 millimeter. Missile. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> let's let's figure out ways how to kill each other. Exactly, right? like yeah. more better, better, more efficient, better more efficient ways to kill each other. Which did you ever see the um uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies? Yeah, the second one is pretty much like. Uh, Ramp up to World War One. Yeah, yeah it, war on an industrial level is inevitable. Yeah, I just want to profit off of the the guns and bandages right, because they <laughs> see the writing on the wall. Yeah, and
0: it's yeah this the film. I, I like the performances, right? I yeah. like I like. I'm very invested within the, how the character portrays themselves as. But I, I, especially when it comes to the half of it, it just feels like it it goes to the the British counterpart and the German counterpart. And then towards the middle point, then it starts developing and it starts paying off. But at that point, I feel... So do you think that the narratives, the the British
1: narrative and the the German narrative, Mm -hmm. isn't exactly, I don't want to say parallel, but similar enough so that when they do converge, Mm -hmm. it would it throw you off like, if, uh, like it sounds like it did
0: it's not essentially throwing off but they're yeah. the same line yeah the same story. I mean one essentially is trying to convince Neville that there's war and the other one is trying to convince Neville that there's war mm-hmm. when, from the German perspective so it feels like they're essentially the same character to some degree yeah and even when it does pay off towards the end it's like okay you, you paid off that now it's progressed further down the line about it if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I
1: get what you're trying to say, but at the same time, think about it. Like, if if you know the the, the paper being presented to Never Chamberlain mm-hmm. would have lit a fire under his
0: ass, then it would deviate from actual history. Mm. Well, not not like where he just he just does a 360. Yeah. But if they began the film that he was this person, mm-hmm. and then he as the lightning of the fire, and it happens <laughs> like in the middle. Then, but that's he's right. still you not. Don't con- you don't want to <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: And it happens, around, And then he has to be convinced further down the line. But because it has three main characters, and that's what throws me off. Yeah. Because not a lot of them have development as much as Neville Chamberlain does. Yeah. Because there's as much as expositionary, it can be taken. Mm-hmm. He essentially tells you why he doesn't <laughs> want to go to war. It, I feel more connected to him than like Hugh and his wife and uh, we learned down the line uh, uh was the it, secretary yeah I, have, I want to say his name the paul is it paul yeah paul yeah, or, his, paul. yeah his name right, is right, paul and his girlfriend yeah Lena. Right. yeah paul and Lena, and then it, he pushes them to become if there was more focused on one or maybe two protagonists rather than like three protagonists then i feel like it'll be a little more focused and more concise
1: yeah i get what you're saying like there's there's I don't feel like the story that was constructed was um, deep enough to be able to sustain these three and four, maybe up to even up to five, like storylines. Right. Because right. there's also the the, the 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 typewriter girl. The
0: the oh the the one who was like, M- I, one, what like was MI I still was it MI five? Yeah, right. MI five, yeah. which I was like, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she like she's a spy embedded to keep him out of yeah his right? his um
1: what's it called. It's like her uncle or something. Yeah, her uncle sent him to keep an eye on. Right. He sent her to keep an eye on him. Right. But there's a word
0: for that. The uh, bodyguard. Not the bodyguard. And I. <laughs> But yeah, it, there's that storyline, yeah. right? And then you have the 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 she-horned wife. You feel like, okay, that's now, and it pays off at the end. Uh, yeah. And then you have Lena, which we don't learn until the end, where he's like, oh, this is why I became. I, I want to work against. Yeah. I'll stay with Germany. Is, it's still sad. Yeah, it it's is sad. sad. <laughs> it's, it's definitely sad, but...
1: Yeah, I like yeah. the... Um... the Dan? <laughs> yeah, it was... I like the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I like how tense it gets at, t- at points. Like when he, uh, the, the German bodyguard... Is going through uh, Hugh's uh, belongings. Right. And he had. He just clumsily leaves this document in a drawer. Yeah. And, okay. <laughs> and
0: he congratulates again. He gets, like pat on the back. I look through your stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you believe that he, the
1: German uh, officer, found the documents. It's yeah. Like, oh shit! Now the the the, the uh, Paul is in trouble. Yeah. So he kind of forces his way into the private meeting with Hitler. Uh, to you know warn him hey they have the document and he's trying yeah. to scribble not so discreetly yeah.
0: that, you know, they have the document yeah and he has a gun out right yeah. and it's very tense and all like, granted it's it's that's more towards the performance of the actors like yeah. he's sweating he's shaking like I'm I'm completely invested in these characters mm-hmm. but surface level deeper than that I don't, I don't really think much of
1: nah, I mean yeah I guess like what you would want to the way you see it is, um, it didn't. the The characters, the three main characters, it was wasn't focused enough, right? Yeah. To, to on their story to be like, yeah, aside from the surface level type of things, like yeah. if maybe if they would have developed more the the you know the reason why they kind of weren't talking to each other because they it, it went what like ten years or something. Right. Yeah. They they. No, not, back not, not ten years. what? Because that wouldn't make sense. Was so, it like, like three? I feel like three or, three or four years, you know, yeah, where they didn't yeah. talk to each other because of the po- politics. Right. Which is <laughs> right. <laughs> and even
0: then, like, uh, we, we, we touch with these characters and they love each other, you know, they're friends, they're smoking the same cigarettes, they like, yeah, they're all... And then it just fast forwards. A callback. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a they back, And then they fast forward to, like, three years later. Yeah. And then they're still separated. And, like, you would think they would combine together to do to this... Uh, this one objective, right? But yeah. they, they're separate until towards the end of the film.
1: Yeah. And I like that. they, they kind of has elements of the spy game. Mm. Of um, even though you have a higher up, there's another higher up telling you not to tell your higher <laughs> up. <but you're> <laughs> the, mission, you're, the side quest you're sent. on. <laughs> right, yeah, which
0: that actor for the PM, I, I don't remember his name, but the one who went with him to Munich is uh-huh. actually in The Crown. Really? Yeah, and he's, uh, he's the uncle of the Queen. Her, his Majesty, Her Majesty, uh, the yeah. Queen. <laughs> yeah, and she's he's pretty good in that. And I, I just loved him when he was uh, like stonewalling him. Like, yeah, just let, for God's sakes, let him rest or like that. <laughs>
1: Very, like, proper very, very British proper, uh, way to fuck off. Yeah, yeah <laughs> get
0: out of my face, go rest, have breakfast tomorrow.
1: <laughs> what did you think of uh, Paul's, the, the German lady that gave Paul the document, her performance?
0: Her performance? We didn't really see much enough for me. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I
1: wanted to know more. The relationship between them, right? Because it yeah. was kind of, are they banging? Yeah, or? I mean,
0: like, it's rated... It's very rated PG-13-ish to, like, they're yeah. just kissing, and then the next scene, they still have clothes on. Like, yeah. oh, did you
1: guys... Well, I mean, it's a different era. So right. <laughs> but <laughs> but right. Germany. That, oh, that's true, right? <laughs> it's a different era. They're into weird but shit. But it's Germany. So. But for
0: her... Yeah, her performance, it's... Uh, it's very. They just throw it out, and then they just don't really. She. They don't build on her in much anymore.
1: No, she was basically just there to uh, give him the papers. Yeah, like, she
0: felt femme fatale to me. I don't know, like her blonde hair and the way she carries yeah, herself. Yeah, Like she's she's a spy for the SS or something. Yeah, but. Yeah, and I always I thought it was like oh she's he's, she's cheating on the husband, but no she the does. Husband is cheating yeah, on her.
1: Or, so which kind of gives her the green light to cheat Right
0: on. was there a husband? I thought they were separated. Was he? Yeah, because she lives in like her own place and yeah, see I don't know yeah I
1: don't, I don't know. Aside from her being the conduit to get the papers right, that character kind of just falls away in the wayside. You know? Yeah,
0: it's the same with the wife. Yeah I mean the wife was made for him to have some remorse and maybe towards the end like okay, I need to serve now and be more active in my
1: role. Yeah, something for for which he's fighting for. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kinda like it kind of reminds me a lot of Chronicles of Narnia, which is why what <laughs> at the beginning at the beginning of that movie the kids are sent off because of the raid. Right, true. So it's kind of gives me that little feel of like they don't understand why what's happening but they're, they're off.
0: Right, isn't there like sirens? Don't you hear bombing yeah. sirens? Because they're in the countryside essentially When yeah. you hear like in the distance you hear like air raid. Siren. Sirens. Sirens, yeah. right. Yeah, 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 exactly like that.
1: Uh, this, I, I, I enjoy this movie, um, it's, it's very, I'm not too like, finicky with my World War II history. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are you <laughs> looking at me like <laughs> Cause are, Well, it's because you are.
0: I love that, that this aspect tackles an avenue of the history that I don't know about. Because mm-hmm. most of the history I know is, you know, like 50 millimeter cannons and weaponry <laughs> and like battles and how these, because I, I was ROTC when I was in high school, so I, I grew up with that stuff. But for this, it's a nice change of pace. Just because we want to see the, the nationalism brought up and also characters that we in history that are cowards, but in reality don't want war as much as other people do. Yeah, it's
1: um, it's a good spy movie. Yeah. more so, Well, yeah, definitely more so than a war movie because it's not, there's no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> MI6 <laughs> goes up. Was MI6
0: or MI5? I don't know. Whichever one? Oh, well, the, MI, the military which intelligence yeah, goes we, up and, and recruits Hugh. And then, you know... Whichever <laughs> intelligence
1: agency was around that, at that time. Because it's hard to keep track of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so what would you rate it? Out of what? Out of five. Let's do five. This like a three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's entertaining for what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, historical? Uh, yeah. Like it's not really accurate yeah. at once. So that the, the story that they constructed was it's job for me yeah you know, it, it, it caught its message across yeah so like yeah sorry I no no like, no worries. i feel like the move the movie's purpose was to shine a different light on uh
0: neville chamberlain which is for me they succeeded yeah see now that you bring that up that the production company is i don't want to say it's mostly german and british but I, I feel like it's mostly German You're and most, British because it's a, it's something that it's it's a drama film based in like Germany and, and England, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel a lot of their talent as well feels to paint a different light on both of them. I mean, if you look at the British side, the name of Chamber Chamberlain isn't mm-hmm. as as a coward as history makes him out to be, yeah. and then you go on the German side, you see Hitler, and he's not as this intimidating figure or godlike celebrity cult of personality that they people I mean, well, history makes him out to be. Yeah, he's this skinny frame, kind of insane. Because <laughs> 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 want one scene he talks in first person. Yeah. Why is the Fuhrer? I was like, what is so <laughs> like, What's wrong with this guy? So I feel. It, it's it's the production companies based in Europe and they're doing their their intimate spin because they were it's it affected their part of the world mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah, it, it was a, a, dir- a direct um
1: yeah, impact yeah. on both those nations. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, Germany. <laughs> you're right. You're
0: right. <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like this film does have that intimate feel to it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, yeah, not all Germans were nationalists, as we saw with Paul, but not all people wanted to. Well, he war. was a nationalist. Yeah, he was, but. Until. He, right.
1: His girlfriend at the
0: time. fell off
1: and got caught with Yeah. Had, yeah. A, had an unfortunate accident. <laughs> Which,
0: as much as it makes sense for him to turn his nationalist ways, I, I do wish it wasn't something that had to be reserved towards the end. Yeah. To tie up well, that he knot. it was
1: more towards like the latter half of the middle it was all it was definitely past middle point midpoint but it was yeah closer to the end
0: yeah it's like this is why i changed my ways Mm -hmm. or something like that which i already felt that there's something wrong since lena or he tries to avoid the conversation with lena like okay something happened to her and made you become this yeah you kind of get the sense that
1: you know the the movie starts off with that trio yeah and then when they when the, the two uh, male characters are introduced, we're missing the third, the, yeah. the, the third female character. So you're like, mm, Germany and this time...
0: Yeah, like, she
1: probably... Like she got Jojo Rabbit in it. Yeah. Something, like <laughs> something ain't right here. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you give it?
0: Yeah, a three. Three? Yeah, around a three. Yeah, it's... It, the pro, the actors above even the setting and the structure of it all elevate it to f- more... Yeah. It was. yeah, I like even just Jeremy Irons, just the way that he portrays Neville Chamberlain. i like, I haven't seen a lot of documentaries that focus on Neville, Neville Chamberlain, but the way he carries himself has this air of authority, but also wariness. Mm-hmm. And then like Paul and Hugh, they're they're so in the yeah. It's the performance of the actors. I I loved. So the I felt it's kind of sounding like the performance, mm-hmm. you know,
1: kind of saved the movie for you. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's because again, it's uh, I, I felt weary with Hugh and Paul at the beginning, just because it's it's it has them in Oxford, mm-hmm. and then it, it fast forwards to them, and then it, it's a parallel storyline to that at yeah. that point, and then they meet towards the end or towards the midpoint. So this movie comes out in Netflix, I think. Yeah, it came out.
1: Yeah, it came out in Nef- on Netflix. I yeah. think it had a uh, theatrical release. Just, oh, did it? Just because of, you know, like, Oscars oh, right, that's right, yeah. So, I I, I I don't know. I don't think this movie would ever get nominated for anything. Because, like, it's still... Well, they add the performances.
0: No, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. As much as the Oscars is something that's just pat on the backs for the industry, <laughs> yeah. it's something that all of the elements of the film have to be in a certain concise way not just acting can just save you know same as CGI can't just save any movie yeah that's true um but it's something that it's very thriller dramatic
1: yeah it gets yeah. very tense yeah very very um the, the scenes that Paul has when his interaction with Hitler yeah very tense yeah,
0: yeah there's a scene where they're having dinner and it's just quiet yeah <laughs> and then he like, stands where are you up going? like where are you going everyone's all quiet like oh, my anxiety <laughs> like was for Paul like oh my gosh he knows alright he has a watch yeah cause he says like I could read people like I what he says I might not
1: be a good communicator but I could read people right Right. oh shit (laughs) like shoot him yeah the exact same thing at the the final scenes of that movie where he Paul has a gun and he he has it like like gripped ready to shoot Hitler yeah but he decides not to and then you thought like like a bunch
0: of what, fucking SS officers was gonna bust in and take Paul away and stuff right. like that but no <laughs> there's one yeah. see now, now I ask you this question uh, do you think this movie is a little it's a little short be, not short in terms of length but it still sells itself short because we know so much about history because it, it seems like that scene hinges on is he gonna do it or is he not yeah but we know definitely obviously that do he doesn't it. Do yeah. it
1: yeah I guess like there are these um, these directors like Tarantino being one of them that have or just have an ability or just don't give a fuck about rewriting history right like in Inglourious Bastards they kill Hitler in a movie theater Oh wow! Spoiler alert! Oh, okay. what? <laughs> what? This makes want less to watch. This movie. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. Oh, is like he a clone now, then is that how it works? Well, that that's what we're saying. Like it's it, just obviously, an it's a it's an alternate. Right. Po- I don't say possibility, but you know? it's, <laughs> it's it's an alternate view take on history. Right. So like, if you would have shot Hitler at that point in time in that movie, right? What would you think? Of... The fuck! Sorry, I, I don't know. <laughs> do you hear that? No, it was a car? It sounded like a probably a car. Okay. Uh, would it have would have whatever like good grace you the the acting would have uh you had because of, for the movie, would it have just completely taken you away of it if you would've shot it At that point yeah. in the film, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd be like, What the heck? What's going on? <laughs> right.
0: If it's an alternate thing, as much as I haven't watched Glorious Get Bastards, but from what I've seen it's it's def it starts as an alternate take from it. Yeah. Right, but this one, yeah, starts as more of like a documentary kind of behind the scenes film. And then. Yeah, like a know. docudrama. Yeah, like a docudrama. Again, see, I feel like it would be good as a TV show. Just because we'll be able to have those episodes where we focus on Paul and then we focus on Hugh. And then maybe the Smith season finale. This is why Paul left. You know, this is why, <laughs> why Paul left. Because, and then they show the protest and show what happened to her. Right? A lot of things kind of happen off screen and a lot of characters are underutilized. What about two seasons? Two seasons? Yeah. Like how many episodes? About five episodes, six. Uh, let's had, let's say know, twelve. Twelve episodes. Twelve episodes. One hour,
1: and each hour mm-hmm. is you know twelve hours uh, prior. 12. Oh, I love, it. I, love <laughs> it. I love it! I love it! I, I already had that. It was like
0: she could it be like twenty four, where the yeah, whole like episode is essentially yeah. an hour like and a then twenty four style. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then that would be great because we would see. We already know the outcome. Mm-hmm. Right, but we want to know the context within these characters. Like, what was Germany thinking at the time, or what was England thinking at the time? Yeah, and that and that's what the movie touches upon. Mm-hmm. Right, we already know how it ends. <laughs> we already know their war happens. But it Neville was not a happy ending. Right, <laughs> Neville Chamberlain leaves office. He and dies then, two months later. Right, yeah. he dies two months later, and we already know like all of that buildup is is not for naught because they kind of like, oh yeah, we were able to. Consolidate our forces and build weapons and stuff like that. But we want to know the inside thinking of them, mm-hmm. and we only know that from Neville Chamberlain because we have a little more context. But for Paul and Hugh, it's a little like they they're. It kind of just leaves it like open ended. Yeah, you know, like uh, Hugh. Like a sequel. <laughs> yeah,
1: Hugh wants to wants to uh, enroll in the RAF, and yeah. then uh, Paul believes that his he could do much more. You know, fighting from the inside, then, right? Than, from the outside,
0: right? Um, but so, if if they do do spinoffs, all this film will be a little lower for me. Yeah, just enough. Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like even like like oh, the Edge of War too. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Electric Boogaloo,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Hugh and the RAF, and then Hugh, not you. Uh, yeah, Hugh and it RAF, would... and then Paul as like a, and then Dunkirk, and leaves its way into Dunkirk. <laughs> it's, this, it's this multiverse, <laughs> or this, this sort of World War movies, yeah, and then it, it splints off to glorious, but you know, yeah. Well, we we find that
1: at the end of 1917, Hugh finds the, the time stone <laughs> that, <He's able> to <laughs> travel forward in time to help prevent World War One, <laughs> fa- World War Two, but he fails, so he decides to enroll in the RAF, <laughs> <laughs> which leads to right. Dunkirk and a tenant happening in the background. An attendant is happening.
0: Oh god. All right. So, that was Munich yeah. Edge of War. It was something that we were interested in when we saw the trailer and it's something that paid off. I think so. Yeah, it paid it's off like, for the most part. It's it's I mean, it's exactly what we saw in the trailer and exactly yeah. what we felt like They laid had. it out perfectly. Yeah, and it's 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 a good watch. It's on Netflix. And it's some—it's just about two hours, but the performances and even the the inner workings of Nazi Germany during before World War Two is
1: in there. Yeah, you see, like there's a scene where they're walking, or he's um, being—is it before or after? uh, Hugh was following Paul, where you see like the red Nazi banners and then the Mm. the chorus that the little girls are singing. collecting um, money for the cause uh, stuff so like that. creepy yeah <laughs> and it's, it's, it's very you know it, it, it's a moment in time that yeah. hopefully will never repeat itself but it's I think like the movie in, in some aspects it did a, a good job conveying that message yeah. like fanaticism could happen to anybody and right. it happened to this dude and he saw the error of his ways uh, for, unfortunately too late yeah. and he did whatever he could to, to, to bring it to an end
0: yeah, definitely. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's so creepy. It, it's it's like a cult. Yeah. At that point, right? It's it just feels even when they're in uh, like last point, but there were he, it was Paul walking through the streets of we leave Munich, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like this crowd of people, and they're just there's these like these uh, citizens that are cleaning the the street with toothbrushes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is what, and then there's this Nazi dude, and he's just yelling, yeah, this is what the Juden is supposed to do and they're just yeah. cleaning and then there's this ho- there's this crowd just cheering and all like yeah clean it that's what you get and I was like oh yeah. and this and is just happening in the open
1: and just the, the, the dehumanization yeah. that um, the the Jewish population uh, went through in, in Germany at that time was really the beginning and we all we all know like the horrible shit that Six well, six million people died in the Holocaust, but not all of them were Jewish. Yeah, you know, there was gay people, political, ride, and um, gypsies, and stuff paraplegics like that. Yeah, that. Right so people. the un- unwanted, unwanted, yeah. um, and it's something that we really should keep an eye out. Yeah, like in today's age, um, and hopefully, the the movie it, <laughs> it it does its job. Like I said, mm-hmm. in, in portraying that a little bit, but. Yeah unfortunately I feel like this movie's gonna go under the radar yeah like most uh, <laughs> like most movies do
0: yeah <laughs> it, it, I, when I watched it it was top two uh huh but I feel like death just because it's a new movie yeah and it's something that's gonna be like Tiger King 2 is gonna come up and it's gonna kind of bury it not even it.
1: just Tiger King like whatever shitty reality TV show that Netflix is doing is gonna <laughs> just leapfrog over it <laughs> yeah cause I remember when, when I watched it I watched it before you did and it wasn't even on the top ten anymore. Oh wow! And I read an article that this this uh, World War II drama, spy drama, is in Netflix top ten, and I went to go look, and it wasn't there anymore.
0: No, oh, it just got booted off. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's so weird. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's unfortunate that that today's that today's audience isn't uh, well versed in their history, which like, yeah, like we both watched it because it it tackle or not, it touches on something that we're interested
0: in yeah and it's something that I would love to see more of not just war of it but uh, you know the, the background stuff mm. right behind the, the scenes the lead up
1: the inner workings the
0: yeah yeah. even like I could only storm Omaha Beach so many times right or <laughs> you know Dunkirk
1: learn more about Dunkirk yeah Kirk. Dunkirk was an interesting aspect there's never been a movie on well in recent years, there hasn't been a movie on. Paper.
0: See, Dunkirk—that's an iffy subject for me because I would have loved to see the perimeter guards. Yeah, the ones that were holding off the German forces for them to evacuate. Yeah, because I would have loved to. Because there was that was an, just the whole defense of it. Yeah. They, they knew they weren't going to go back. like a mile, right,
1: <laughs> diameter yeah. on the shores. Yeah. Literally, yeah. And then they had to do, like, uh, pontoon boats and fucking rowing right boats to right. pick up the, the soldiers.
0: Right, yes. Yeah, so I would love to see something like that. That's horrible as that sounds. Yeah.
1: Which, like, Dunkirk, Nolan, he's always fucked around with... Uh, the, the story timeline mm-hmm. and the, the Dunkirk being one aspect of the movie takes place over an hour, mm-hmm. the other aspect takes place over like three hours, or something yeah. like that, and then the the third one takes place over 12, I think. I believe something around, yeah, yeah, which is an interesting way to tell the story. But like you said, give us something more that we could not relate to, a but more it's more focused, yeah, and a more little concise, more, exactly,
0: yeah, a little more concise, and yeah, but. That was our episode, Hot Take. Hot, hot Take. I've been your host, Ernesto, and I've been with my co-host. Joel. Joel. <laughs> <laughs> you now know how it feels. Yeah, Joel. Next week, uh, we'll... Our next Hot Takes? Our ne- next Hot Take. What are we going to watch? I don't know yet. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll update our social media. Follow us on the Twitters, the Twitters. and Twitters. Substacks. The subs. At uh, Salsa. HQ. HQ. And Bob's also HQ. So we'll see you next, next week. That's been your episode of Hot Take. Take care.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For show updates, follow us on SubTech
0: and Twitter. Links are in the description. You can find new episodes weekly on whichever podcast platform you swore allegiance to.